0: Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Millicent Ravello, and I'm here with my favorite co host, Dr. Jay Calvert. Oh, how are you? I'm happy to be Dr. the favorite. Jay? You know, today's Valentine's Day. <laughs> who's the other, who's I,
1: the other co-host? <laughs> you're just... not
0: supposed to pick up on that. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say that I'm really glad I'm spending my Valentine's Day evening here with you doing my favorite thing, which is the podcast, you know, with one of my favorite people. No, so. that's true.
1: It's, it, is, it is a good Valentine's Day. Last year on Valentine's Day, we were... Operating on your nose. (laughs) We were. That's how
0: I spent my Valentine's. That was your Valentine's Day present to me. Here. Big whack across your face. Do a nose. You're welcome.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, well, you know, Sean has a, uh, our producer has a a hot date tonight, so we have to get done and get him to his date. Yes. I got to get home. My daughters are sitting there with Frankie, their their favorite Valentine. Uh, my wife is working, uh, of course, and uh, Jax is probably sitting at home gaming.
0: Jax is texting me right now. He just wanted to know what was the food situation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I'm having a glass of wine right now, and this tastes wine tastes like you can get your own dinner. <laughs> that's that's, and that's how goes. that's
0: how our evenings are going. Well, you know, there was a very specific reason that you wanted me to intro this podcast, because I believe you've told me in the past that you like the sound of my voice. It can at times be soothing. And you wanted me to intro this in a soft, soothing way that we are actually talking about the real cost of plastic surgery, Yes, which this, is just ugly sometimes. <laughs> this
1: is an unpopular topic <laughs> because, you know, things are going so well with like a lot of patient leads and and people who are like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Hey, I'm doing that. That's great. Oh, what's the cost? Radio silence.
0: Yeah. No, it's- That's how uh, it goes.
1: The cost is real.
0: The cost is very, very real, but it's also very, very variable. Huh. How about that for onomatopoeia? But um, it's it very variable- between locations, between countries, between surgeons, between two surgeons that work five feet away from each other. So this is the podcast that talks about why surgery costs what it does and what are all of the variables that go into that fee that the patient sees on the other end of their email.
1: Yeah. And this is about, about uh, elective plastic surgery that, uh, you know, we're not going to sit here and talk about insurance because that's like a that's a no. that's another topic that we just can't get into. It's it's too hard, and we have covered that on previous podcasts in in pretty good detail, quite honestly. Yeah. But uh, we we're talking today about like elective plastic surgery, having a facelift, getting a rhinoplasty, doing a breast augmentation. What does it cost? How how do those fees make sense in various parts of the world and in various parts of the country, and in Surgeon to surgeon, because it is so variable, as you said, it it, it can be, it can be a swing of thousands of percents.
0: Yes. That's a good way of putting it. Really? Yeah, no, for sure. I wanted to share with you something that came on to my, um, notifications today, which I thought was so ridiculously LA that I just burst out laughing. It came from Postmates, so the food delivery service, and it said, are you looking for a Valentine's Day treat? Hailey Bieber has a strawberry glazed sundae available only today at Erewhon. Erewhon is like the most overpriced, ridiculous grocery store in LA. And I was like, could that be an anymore LA? It's so true. A Hailey Bieber strawberry glazed sundae from Erewhon.
1: <laughs> and was it $87? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know it was.
0: It totally was.
1: Uh, definitely. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I think I bought lunch yesterday yeah, for so the entire speaking of fees, OR. By the way. <laughs> yeah, so I bought lunch for the entire OR staff, and we had visitors yesterday from you know all over the country and everything. And I think it was two hundred fifty bucks for uh, for like pitas and, and chicken. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah.
0: absurd. <laughs> that sounds about right.
1: Absurd. So but, back to th- the price. But that <laughs>
0: brings us to why do things cost more in certain parts of the yes. country? And we'll get into this, but some of it comes down to how much it costs to practice and to live in certain parts of the country. So true. when you get to your price quote part of your consultation, you will get a price quote. And every practice does it a little bit differently. Um, some practices just bundle in all the costs of everything into one number, and that's the number that's given to the patient. Um, What I do is I tend to break it down a little bit so patients can sort of see what the differences are. But what's being calculated in that fee are three or four things. The first is the facility fee or the OR fee. That is usually based on the hours that it's going to take in the OR. It's a very formulaic fee based on where you practice. So however many hours that surgery is going to take is going to be how much the OR costs. And that is the cost that it takes to run the surgery center. So the rent, the water, the electricity, the staff, the supplies, everything that goes in to making an OR run. That's the OR fee then there's a fee to the anesthesiologist if you're having a surgery that has anesthesia. And that's usually also an hourly fee based on whatever rate the anesthesiologist charges. And that's also sort of a standardized fee for any given surgery center. Then there's a the fee for any implantable devices. So if you're having a breast augmentation, the cost of the implants, or so if you're having facial implants. So the cost of the implants that are going in you is another fee. And then some services, some surgeons will add in cost of garments and, and other things like that. For sure. Those are more or less kind of set fees within a given area. What's going to be variable is the surgeon's fee. And that is where you can see the huge swings in differences between one surgeon versus another, both of whom practice in a very near vicinity to each other.
1: Yeah, I mean, the surgeon fee uh, is whatever the surgeon believes that they should be paid for doing that operation. And, you know, somebody who just finished their residency is going to charge probably less less than somebody who's been in practice for 25 years.
0: And that doesn't always mean that their skill is less. Actually, no. It Usually, doesn't. it does. It just means they have less experience. Um, but you know, in the beginning, you just want to do surgeries. You just want to get numbers under your belt. So you're not trying to swing for the fences and get big prices and do two operations a month. You want to get a price point that people will sign up for, so you can get the experience and the numbers that you need to do surgeries. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are less skilled or don't have the skills. So if you're looking at a new surgeon or a brand new surgeon, don't necessarily think that just because they're new, they might not have the skills they need. They really might. Um, So there are some other variables you have to look in there as well. But yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons. Another thing you have to look at, you know, it... The surgeon's fee, yes, it's a fee paid to the surgeon, but it's a fee paid to his or her practice. So the cost that that surgeon has as overhead to run their practice, how much staff do they have? How much is their rent? What do they pay on marketing fees? So it's not like it's money directly in that surgeon's pocket. It's money to their practice, and then they have to use that to run the practice. And a Big, giant practice needs probably larger fees. If they're in a very expensive part of town or country, it's going to cost more to run that practice. Just to even pay their staff, it's going to cost more. So that's another reason why surgeon's fees may be variable, you know, amongst practices, even within an area.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that surgeon fee, interestingly, you know, how I I arrived at my fees was, uh, and it was really clear, because when I was at Pittsburgh, there was a a very smart private practice guy named uh, Michael White. And Michael's still in practice, he's amazing. And he kinda said like, okay, so look at what you get paid for doing like a skin graft. And how long does that take you? And how many times do you need to see that patient? And how much care do you provide for that? And look what it takes you to do a breast reconstruction with implants. And how many times do you see that patient? And how much time does it take you in the operating room? And start to get an idea of how much care you provide and what you get paid for it. Mm -hmm. And this is how you can start to establish what your rate is for the care that you provide. Now, when you start out, it's you and a coordinator and and a a place that you're doing, seeing patients in and paying rent on or whatever, or, or you bought a building, whatever it is that you do, wherever you are in the country, that costs a certain amount of money. Well... As you go on and your practice becomes more robust, and you know, say a practice like mine where we have people flying in from everywhere—from Indonesia to Ireland to Germany to from you know Newark, New Jersey, from Manhattan, Boston, whatever—I have multiple people coordinating the care of those patients. I have multiple uh, practitioners, including my PAs that are part of the practice. I have a a fellowship training program. I have people that answer the phones cuz we answer the phones in my <laughs> practice. And so to get that I'm making a call. I'm calling the practice and somebody's going to pick up and I'm going to get to, you know, get an answer to my question today is very different than the practice where it's like leave a message we'll get back to you sometime in the next week or so. So there's a different level of service which costs more. And it it's not that, you know, the fees are are just high because they are what they are. The, the fees that I charge provide value for my patients. And, and I think, you know, there's been times where, you know, I know people look at price quotes, they're just like, holy crap, but then they get their result and then they get the care and, and there might be bumps in the road on the way and we take care of those bumps in the road. And that's when the patients realize like, oh, um, I, I that's pay, what I paid I for, paid for this to turn out right, right and to get great care and, and to have somebody who, and, and that, and I, I say this all the time, you find out how good your surgeon is when there are problems.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, for sure.
1: That's when you know, because when there's a problem, you, you learn who your surgeon is for you. And because problems happen in surgery, they happen right? to me, they happen to you, yep. they happen to the top top everybody all around the world. They and happen they to suck, everyone. they suck.
0: And they suck. And do you want to have the surgeon that says, oh man, well, you know, go to the ER, I'll see you when I can. Or do you want the surgeon that's like, I'll meet you in my office in an hour?
1: It's yeah. just, it's a question of what, what kind of care you want to receive. And, and I will tell you that in plastic surgery, you definitely get what you pay for in most cases. There are certain times where it's a it's a money grab, and I've seen this a lot, uh, where people are just charging crazy fees because they've managed to like hook the marketing bug and ride it really well, and and they get people coming in based on marketing, not necessarily based on results, and and that's when the fees kind of get crazy, uh, and especially. I, like am i always I always say I'm very proud of the fact that my my patients stick around and have more surgery with me. that That's one of my favorite yeah. parts of my practice,
0: yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. that that's the best compliment you could get from a patient,
1: right. So there are other practices that are just like one and done, one and done, We'll market the next one in. We'll get the next one in. We'll just you know we're finished with this one, get me the next one, finish with this one, get me the next one because there are a lot of people in this world. And so you can have that practice. So I think when it comes to fees, the analysis of what it is that you're paying, depending on where you are. If you're in if you're in Cleveland, Ohio, it's going to be very different than if you're in Manhattan or Los Angeles. Um, the 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 fees are not the same; they just aren't. They're,
0: they're not the same because, as we alluded to, the cost of running your practice, the cost of living in these areas, as the staff and the surgeon have to do, um, are different. And there's just you know everything is more expensive in this part of the world. Hundred percent. Strawberry glazed sundae from Erwan is more expensive, like, <laughs> unnecessarily so. It's I know like you this want
1: one. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll call. We'll get one after this. I know
0: um, you do. Every, I mean, everything is just more expensive in certain parts of the country, and that's going to include your plastic surgery. End of story. Um, the, I think the other part that's important to know about surgeons' fees, um, and this is, I mean, I know you and I have had these conversations. Every year that I've been out in practice, I have been slowly raising my fees, but I've always been really hesitant to raise them like a lot a lot um and I don't know why that is, and I would love to to open a discussion about like what that says about a person or or, or I don't know because like I know I can deliver really good work, um but I am like, oh, I don't want to charge my patients that much money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you see, this is where you need a boss. <laughs> you just you do. It's like
0: I'm like, oh, I can take that. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> you know, I see. and Then this is when you know. yell at me and say, raise your prices. I'm like,
1: no, but that's fine. So yeah, and and so. But the, the
0: thing is, my practice and and my services, we still deliver that white glove service of i deliver course. that white glove service to the breast reduction that comes through insurance. I still see them on Saturdays. They still come into the office for off-hours visits. They still get their questions answered immediately. I don't know how to do a practice in any way other than that, regardless of how much the patient has paid. So I don't... It's... um, I don't know. Maybe they need to see a therapist about that.
1: No, <laughs> it's not that. You just... You know, you have to... There, there comes a point where, you know, the, the dollars and cents have to add up. And so it's not you know, as, as a, you know, would I give it away too? Sure. I would, if I could do it for free, I would, but I can't, I have, I have too much and, and, and I don't want the care to suffer because, you know, I, I, I did cut my, my costs back and I changed, like, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I've, I make fine money and I'm not, you know, I think people think we're billionaires. We're not, you know, we, we do well. We, we, we have, we have great, we make great livings. I I love what I do. I'm, I'm like, I'm honored and privileged to, to do what I do for patients. And I, and I, I thank them for trusting me to, to take care of them. At the same time, it's hard to, to like, know that the, the cost is what it is because I mean, I'll, I'll just give the, here's, here's a dollars and cents example for the, those, those of you following along at home prior to the pandemic, the, the McKesson bill, our, our supplies bill for our operating room for an average of usually about 30 cases to 35 cases a month for one operating room. The supplies bill was on average $4,700 today. We do an average of 30 to 35 cases per month. And the same exact supplies are now $29,000. The same supplies.
0: Supplies. <laughs> so
1: a <laughs> little, little joke there for Dave Steppi. But the, uh, I, if you can think about that, that is how much the costs have gone up. And, yeah. and th- they haven't. They haven't coated the lap pads with with gold no, leaflet. No. No. They haven't bronzed the suture packs. They they haven't added you know aroma to the to the to the uh, all the all the drains that we use. Like they haven't done anything. It's the same supplies. Yeah. It's the same same stuff. The same exact stuff. And, and it's not like it's thirty years later either. So when you see that happening. You know, and and I don't even want to get into the medications because they ballooned as well, and all that adds up and adds up. And so, you know, the the cost of getting plastic surgery has gone very high, yeah, um, everywhere. And it's not just where we are. I know no. it's a, it's around the country. I've yeah, talked for, to my colleagues. It's yeah, crazy town. For everywhere. For
0: part of that reason, and and by the way, like inflation and all of that stuff affects plastic surgeons too. So they need to raise their fees so that they can, you know, send their kids to school. Like, costs have obviously gone up right. everywhere across the board. Um,
1: totally predictable. Totally predictable. We printed $6 trillion. It, it's going to go up.
0: It's going to go up. But there is, you know, there is there is variability. Um, and, and I would argue that, you know, the highest fee surgeon does not necessarily mean the Best no. surgeon. Frequently, there is a correlation for sure, because that usually means that a surgeon has been in practice for a while and has consistently delivered good results and can charge that much. That's right. Theoretically, usually, not always.
1: Why do people come to Southern California for plastic surgery? This was a question that was asked when I was a resident. Uh, I was in Pittsburgh and I was uh, sitting in my uh, apartment watching the news. It was December and they were doing a report. On why do people come to Southern California for plastic surgery? Hmm. And they interviewed a you know plastic surgeon who is you know seemed like a real I forget who was but somebody that that I now know and he was very down to earth and he just said, look, you know we do a lot of it here. And He goes, we people come here because they want consistent results. We we do the most, you know, Beverly Hills, Los Angeles, we're busy. We we do a ton. We're under an, an intense scrutiny by the the industry of Hollywood where everybody sees our work it's on screen there's no way to hide you know results that are are bad and certainly no way to hide results that are good so people know what we do and that's why they come and so there there is a reason why it is expensive in these places you know new york is kind of the same thing yeah. you can't hide your your results there it's like it's out in the open and the tolerances for average results are, are not, here. Not, not here it's not here you have to nail it you have to and so, so people do come here because they want the plastic surgery gold standard. They're just looking. They, it's not that you can't get a great result in, you know, Denver or Chicago. You can. There are great plastic surgeons there. It's just that people want to stack the cards in their favor. They come here. I, I had a guy, you know, come out from North Carolina after listening to the podcast, and he said, you know, I want some of that autologous rib you were talking about because <laughs> I need my nose fixed and I can't take any chances anymore. And And he literally went around his state, like looking for somebody to fix it. And he said, you know, I just, I, I don't feel confident. I just, I need to know that at least I'm stacking the cards in my favor. You know, you're, and he's looked at me and said, you're a guy that does, you know, loads of these things. He goes, you're, they're on your Instagram every five minutes. You're always speaking about it. You know, you got loads and loads of results. I'm stacking the cards in my favor. I just have to bet on it. I know it's a lot of money. I'm willing to pay it so I can at least have the best shot at getting the result. And that's why I think it, it is, the co- this is why I wanted to talk about it because people just hear a number and go, oh, that's too much or, oh, that's this or that without considering what it is that goes into your choice of buying, you know, that kind of an operation for yourself versus, yeah. you know, saying, you know what, I don't need that. I can, I can do it for less somewhere else and I'm going to get what I want. It, it is a very personal decision and I, I don't take it lightly. That's why I thought this was an important topic for us.
0: Yeah, I mean, you've said all the right things, all the things that go into taking into consideration what goes into a fee. And then, it, then at the end of the day, it comes down to the patient's decision, what their personal resources are, what they feel comfortable spending on, the level of comfort they have with their surgeon, the dynamic that they have between the two of them, yeah. and then up to them whether or not it makes sense.
1: Yeah, and you, and you don't have to... You don't have to spend oodles of money on it, but I can tell you that, you know, you really, if if you're sitting there looking at those kind of, those types of operations where it's like, I need this to be right, then you do want to stack the cards in your favor. And it may be more than you had bargained for in the first place, but, you know, find, find the money and do it because you'll get more money. I promise yeah. you that. Plastic, you know. plastic
0: surgery <laughs> is not cheap. It's not cheap. <laughs> it's not cheap. And it should never have been advertised as cheap, but it it, it drives me to no end when I hear those commercials, like advertising, you know, breast dogs for $3,500 or $5,000. As like, plastic surgery should never be considered cheap or discount. Like it's, it's plastic surgery. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's,
1: it's an operation. It's on your body. It's like, you know, it's anesthesia, it's cutting, it's, you know, there's blood and bleeding and there's chances of problems and infections and like all these, there's complications that can occur. All that stuff should be in, you know, your, your front brain when you're saying to yourself, but where am I going to get this done? Like, and who's going to take care of me and how do I stack the cards in my favor to get the best result possible? That's what it is. And there you have it. I mean, cost is cost. But there's a lot that goes into it. The considerations are key, and I am definitely glad we talked about this today.
0: Good. Well, I will let you take us out since I started us, and and you're the one that
1: brought, it made home. it real, real
0: <laughs> for the folks at home.
1: <laughs> well, you know. I'm going to let you be
0: the bad guy in on this one here. That's
1: <laughs> true. Well, then this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. If you like what you heard on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery podcast and want to get in touch with either Dr. Ravello or myself...